Welcome everybody to another episode of JDR Basketball. My name is John, I'm here with Ronnie, and today is our special Basketball Bachelorette episode. Now you might be thinking, what the heck does Bachelorette have to do with basketball? Let's let's take a step back a little bit and talk about that. So The Bachelor, The Bachelorette is a show. They just premiered their newest season last Monday, and it's been on the air for forever, 20 plus seasons, I think. Uh, my wife watches it religiously, and it is a show where they take these ridiculous people and they put them in competition to try to win the heart of, of a certain contestant. They they do some things to spice it up over the years. You can look back at the older episodes and it's not as crazy as it is now. Now it's all gimmicky and crazy. But one of the things that they do is they try to cast certain types of people, certain types of roles into this show to make it more entertaining, to make it more interesting. So Ronnie and I put our heads together. We kind of came up with a couple different categories. Uh, I say Ronnie and I put our heads together. Really, I asked my wife and she <laughs> helped me come up with this category, the category of people that they put on this show. So we thought it would be fun to do the same sort of thing from a basketball perspective. So just just to kind of come up with what it looks like from the show perspective, uh, some of the categories we have are the hottie. I like it. The hottie is someone that looks absolutely gorgeous, but they are super high maintenance. So maybe they take three hours to get ready or <laughs> they, they fall apart if something doesn't go perfectly. A high maintenance person. From a basketball perspective, that looks like somebody who is so good at basketball – but they're going to have some emotional baggage. They're going to have some drama that's associated exactly. with them. We have the platonic buddy. The platonic buddy is going to be somebody that is a nice person. <laughs> Maybe they'd be great to hang out with, but you're never going to have a romantic interest in that person. The fame seeker. Again, this is all from the show perspective yeah. of Bachelor Bachelorette. When we get to this category and uh, later on, we're going to talk about what that means from a basketball perspective. So Fame Seeker is somebody that's just in it for the Instagram follows, just trying to promote their own brand. They have no desire to win. They want to be on TV. They want to be – they want to say, everyone, look at me. We have the gimmicky guy or gal. This is the person that comes out of the limo and they're dressed as a dinosaur or they're going to wear a kilt or they're going to do something that draws attention to them for pr probably not the right reason, but it's just a gimmick to to get that attention. We have the worst category is, is just the uggo. They might be a great person down deep, but first impressions on these sort of shows go a long way, and uh, they don't they don't have it. Uh, the polar opposite of that is the first impression. They look absolutely great from a first impression, but there's not a lot of other stuff going on there. They only have that one thing. So this is a little bit different than the hottie in that the hottie is really really good at basketball, but first impression maybe looks good. Uh, villain, this is the person that they probably spend the most time trying to cast. They want somebody that's not yep. going to get along with other people, that's going to stir the pot, that they can do their silly little, uh, join us next week, and they're going <laughs> to see this person go crazy. So you know, look at the eyes. Look for the crazy eyes. Those are the people that are, are going to be the villains. And then we have the actual <laughs> contestants, people that come onto the show looking for love. They 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 legitimately are hoping to find <laughs> that, and that's that's their goal. That's why they actually come on the show. But they get mixed into this cast of other characters uh, to try to create a good TV show, good ratings, good drama. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to pretend that we're show producers and we're going to cast this show with basketball players in the league today. And we're going to assign them to these different categories. Uh, so, Ronnie, do you want to go start? Do you want to start first with the hottie? This is the person that, from a basketball perspective, they play the game so beautifully. But man, they're a pain in the butt. They have... They're going to cause headaches because things have to be a certain way. Uh, maybe they're difficult to work with, difficult to play with. 
but they're so good that sometimes you're willing to overlook some of those flaws uh, because of that. Sure. So I I kind of had two of them on the list. I'm going to go I'm I'm going to say the one that I think is that fits this category the most and I would say Kevin Durant would be the hottie of the league. Okay. So the reason being is because he is one of the best players when you look at his game it is like the the sexy babe of of this show, you know. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. it's just ridiculous. Like yeah, you just you you see him play and you're just like I want that. <laughs> so you just you just want to be on his team, you know what I mean? So but then when it comes to like the drama that you're talking about and you know he's requesting trades and doing all this stuff, you know, he's just kind of messing up Brooklyn and he messed up Oklahoma City back in the day. Um even though part of that was Harden, but yeah, so just uh I'm going with Kevin Durant. I like I like that pick, Roddy. Kevin Durant is a fantastic basketball player, and he just plays. Yeah, his game is so sexy. <laughs> it's just and every aspect of the game too, not just one. Exactly. Part. Yeah, so that's a good pick. I, I like the Kevin Durant pick, but he is a little he is a little bit of a head case. So <laughs> right. you have to deal with all of that when you bring him in. You always hope that you're maybe the GM or the team that can keep him happy and keep him engaged because <laughs> that's the best sort of KD that you can get. Yep. I like that pick a lot, Roddy. Uh, so I picked LeBron James. He's tried to get players, tra- you know, he was sort of the pseudo GM, getting players traded, uh, getting himself, you know, taking his talents to South Beach. Just all of the, all of the stuff that comes with having LeBron James on your team. But damn, can he play basketball? Especially, he's still today, <laughs> yeah. but in his prime, he's such a talented basketball player that you're willing to put up with all of that. Yeah. No, he's he's definitely one of the hotties of the league that, you know, you you just you you look at his game and you're just like, wow. And but then all that drama that comes along with it, it just seems like every single year there's just crap going on with him. And yeah, I 100 percent agree with you, with you. That's a great pick. Uh, next, we have platonic buddy. And uh, I think you know who I'm going to pick, but uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and go. Absolutely. I pick CP3. I mean, he's been on so How many you not? talented teams. But he's never won a championship. He probably came closest last year. You know, I, when I describe this as sort of like always a bridesmaid, never a bride. I feel like that's the yeah. way it is with CP3. He's always friend zoned. He's always championship ring adjacent. He's played with very talented players, but they just can't get to that next step. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's forever alone, forever a platonic buddy, forever friend zoned. And uh, it's yeah. sad, it's sad to see, especially now that he's on he's on my team. <laughs> exactly. So I have a similar player like that. I actually went with James Harden. So the reason I picked him. So I was looking at a lot of stats. Did you know that James Harden has been in the playoffs every single year and has never won a championship? Really? Except for last year. Wow. Oh no, last year no, he was on the seventy sixes. Yeah, so consistently every single year he's been in the playoffs and he's never won a finals. So that's that's why he's he's my platonic buddy. He's a buddy that way if you if you have him on a team, you're probably gonna get to the next round, but you're never gonna win the whole thing. Yeah, that's uh interesting. CP three was up there too. He was yeah. there was a couple of years where he didn't make the playoffs, but he has a lot more um, records in the playoffs, but uh, there's a couple of years where he didn't make it. There's like one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next I have the Fame Seeker. So the Fame Seeker, from a basketball perspective, is going to be the guy that 
just needs to be on TV. He needs to, whether it's be social media or, or doing interviews or saying controversial things. He's just, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. I need attention. Um, and I chose your favorite basketball player in the world, Patrick Beverly. Is it Trey Young? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went with Patrick Beverly. You know, yeah. And the, the reason I picked Patrick Beverly is because I think we've seen it with this most recent offseason where he, for some reason, someone put him on TV and gave him a microphone because we want to yeah. hear his opinion. And he came out with those comments about CP3. And he just sort of, it just, to me, it comes off as just desperate trying to make something literally trying to say something controversial so it will be you know passed around social media and people will be talking about him you know all just being in the spotlight even if it's for bad reasons to him is good so he's a total fame seeker the end of that minnesota timberwolves game he was the one that ripped off his jersey and stood up on the table you know again Mm -hmm. look at me look at me look at me uh so patrick beverly is my fame seeker i don't think he cares about the team i think he cares about himself Absolutely, 100%. I can't stand him. ESPN put him on just for drama, just because he, he created all this crap. He was saying he would want to play against the Suns in the playoffs because they're soft. And Oh my god, he just said so much crap. Do you remember when he pushed Chris Paul in the back the year before? Yeah. When the Suns made the finals? And oh my god, he's just... I hate him. I, w- I was looking at some stats. And uh, so we played against the Timberwolves three times last year. Do you know how many times the Wolves won? Zero? Zero, yes. They've, <laughs> right. they've never beat us. Yeah. So Beverly was out one of those games, so he lost the two games that he was playing. Of course, you know, he lost again. So it's just very interesting that he wanted to play us in the playoffs, but they couldn't beat us at all. I, I don't understand his logic between that. Plus, he only averages, I think it's like nine points a game. He doesn't have any rings. Why are, Why is ESPN choosing this guy to put him on, on TV? Exactly. I totally don't get it. Yep. And then he took he made the most of his opportunity. Right? He got his 15 minutes. He said some hot takes that got replayed on highlights and asked in interviews mm-hmm. and whatnot. So yeah, he was my fame seeker, and I think he, he's a perfect example of, of that. Yeah, hey, he averages 8.8 points a game. Sorry, it was a little high at nine points. <laughs> How so- dare you? <laughs> I don't understand him. I don't understand the attraction to him. Once I started showing him again on ESPN, I just turned it off. I was like, nope, not today, ESPN. You're not, not getting today. my view. Who is uh, who is your fame seeker? All right, my fame seeker is basically all of the Ball brothers. I I wanted to say it was LeVar Ball, but he's technically technically not a player, so I couldn't say him. But they they are definitely the fame seekers, you know. It's mu- mainly because of the dad, and I think he probably passed it on to some of this, his sons here, especially Lonzo Ball. I could definitely, or, no, I'm sorry, not Lonzo, especially Lamelo Ball. I could see it in in his game and everything. He's just definitely a fame seeker. And then yeah, you got Lonzo, you got Leangelo Ball. Pretty soon he'll be in the league, and I don't, I just, I for some reason I don't like any of these ball guys, <laughs> and it's mainly because of Levar Ball. I like Lamelo. I'm, I'm a Lamelo fan, but yeah, I, I, Lonzo yeah. is definitely cut from the same cloth as his his dad. Yeah, but yeah, Lavar is definitely a fame seeker, so that's what why I put all of his sons on the list. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, next, let's talk about the gimmicky guy. So, from a basketball perspective, right, no one is showing up on the court in a dinosaur costume except for the Raptors mascot. But this is the guy that he's really good at one thing and one thing only, and he's not a he's not a very good all around basketball player. He's just 
This is his gimmick. You know, in baseball perspective, you have those left-handed specialists that are really good against left-handed batters, but that's all they could do. Or the guys that could just throw a fastball. So from from a basketball perspective, they're good, but only good at one thing. And I kind of took um, a player that's a little a little gimmicky in his own regard with his appearance, and I went with Marcus Smart. So Marcus Smart would dye his hair okay. green or other random colors, and then when he was injured, he's wearing clothes that are just absolutely absurd. Now, I loved it. I thought it was great, but it was very gimmicky. And then from an actual basketball player perspective, you know, he won Defensive Player of the Year. He's a point guard, but he he's not a really good point guard. Um, if you look at other point guards in the playoffs, you know, his his I don't have his stats in front of me, but his assists are going to be down. He's not a great shooter per se. He's a great defender, uh, and that's really what's going to keep him getting paychecks in the league. All right, I, I I like that pick, but I like mine better. I, I went with Russell Westbrook because do do me a favor, type in worst Westbrook outfits, and <laughs> when you Google that, you see this clown and his outfits, and they're just ridiculous. Like he he is a hundred percent like uh he's so gimmicky i hate it it's so ridiculous whenever you see him on interviews he's just always wearing the worst thing and uh he he definitely wins an award for this i don't know how you didn't pick him (laughs) i googled it and oh good god yeah he i don't i don't even know i don't even have words pick an outfit and explain it (laughs) okay so let's just pick <laughs> this one. He is wearing leggings over his leggings. He's wearing it looks like cut off jean shorts, and then oh, yeah, like I, a I see that one. like a Biggie Smalls flannel, red and black lumberjack, uh, with a freaking <laughs> I don't even know what that is satchel across it's, the side. I mean, he just looks absolutely absurd. I don't think that's Russell Westbrook. I. So I was well, I'm looking at one with the leggings also, white leggings with the they look like some sort of leather yep, high heel shoes ones as well. with his <laughs> with the leather gloves on with the his fingers are coming out of the tips of the leather gloves. Oh, no, He's wearing are, I'm, I'm bracelets, I think. Different leather pants I see here. Oh okay. Oh yeah. boy. <laughs> with camo shorts and a <laughs> this He's wearing a black t-shirt but the sleeves are kind of like half cut off, not fully, and he has a chain of course. Of course. What does this shirt say? I can't even read that. Well, yeah, he he's very different with the way that he dresses. It's very cute, right? <laughs> I mean, there's a picture of him, one of his outfits next to like some of the crazy stuff. Like Dennis Rodman was definitely in that same fashion as gimmicky. And, yeah. Um, you could almost call him a fame seeker as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. No, that's that's a good pick. Here's Westbrook wearing a, a white kilt. It looks like a, like almost a whole. Well, he has a, a sweatshirt on and then a really long kilt. It goes down to his ankles. <laughs> it's basically a dress. I don't get it. Oh boy, yes, Russell Westbrook has an interesting fashion choice. Some of these look normal though. There's not, one where he's just not that wearing, there's anything wrong with that, but he's just wearing you know regular clothes. Th- this is why he wins gimmicky you know mvp yeah no it's good <laughs> i like it all right let me go to the first uggo yeah uggo all so, right so uggo, I... uggo in this context means yeah that their game is just ugly uh, how are they <laughs> still in the nba and they're just they're just not they're ugly <laughs> so 
Alex Len is my 100% uggo. He has the ugliest game. If you go if you uh YouTube Alex Len's like worst plays, you'll see a certain play that'll come up I know where he get he misses a slam dunk and then <laughs> I forget exactly what happens after that, but he he's like calling for the ball, and I think he missed the dunk again the second time, if I remember correctly. But he's just horrible. It's, his game is so ugly; he can't dribble. The only reason he's in the league is because he's a big guy. He just kind of gets in the way. He can't shoot. He can't do anything. He played for the Suns for a while, and I believe he's on the Sacramento Kings, which is like mark for death right there when you go to that team. So <laughs> he is definitely an uggo in my in my head. All right, yeah, he was a, he was a former first round pick. He was the number five pick overall. Jeez, um, he is. Uh, yeah, he's not a great player. Uh, I went a little bit no. of a different direction, and I I took someone that I know you like, also a former Suns. Uh, but I'm thinking of recency bias in his his most recent playoff appearance, and that's PJ Tucker. He looked so terrible really? in the Eastern Conference Finals with with the Heat. Now I know at points he's had a solid game, a solid career, but those days, at least, I know he's playing injured as well, so I feel like I feel bad for picking the guy now, but he just had an ugly shot. He was airballing multiple shots. He was getting beat off the dribble. His offense has never been particularly good. He's always been sort of known for his defense, but he just wasn't, didn't have it. He didn't have it going with the Heat this postseason. And uh, that that was fresh in my mind when I when I picked this as the ugly game player. There was a game where he had zero points. And he yeah. played like 25 plus minutes and started. So that's ugly. That's ugly for, for anybody in the NBA, let alone a starter. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you with uh, his offense, but defense, he's, he's one of the better players out there. So yeah, I am he surprised at the pick, but he can be one but, of the better players out there. He was not. I, this I, yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you with his offense though. Cause his offense is ugly. ugly. There's just nothing there. <laughs> He ugly. All right, first impression next. So first impression from the from the show is is this person gets out of limo and you know they look good. Uh, from a basketball perspective, you might look at their stats or you might look at their rookie year or, or something and say like, wow, this guy's really really good. But then you start to look deeper and it's it's not as good as it once was or not as good as you initially thought. Mm-hmm. So I, I went no with no. I, I went with your favorite player. I, I say that about every. You have a lot of favorites, according to me. <laughs> according to me, everyone is Ronnie's favorite. But I went with Luca. Yeah, if they're a Suns player, they're just... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I went with Luca and Luca, and we. Ugh. From an offense perspective, it's it's just beautiful. He can score points so easily, effortlessly. But other parts of his game, not so good. He's sometimes lazy on the pass, so he's not a great teammate. His defense was exposed big time this playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. and he's just wondering what else is going to get exposed as more and more time goes. You know, he was okay from the three throw line. He was never a solid three throw shooter. Uh, but he's really just an offensive player. And that, that makes you all happy when you see what he could do offensively. But there's, there's some problems there. There's some makeup that he's wearing to cover up some of his defensive vulnerabilities and his, his ability to Man. make intelligent passes. I love this pick because my pick is that this is like this, the same draft choices. So my pick is DeAndre Ayton. Okay. And now first impression with both of these guys, you know, they look good. You're like, which one should we pick? Should we go with Luca? Should we go with Ayton? 
sounds with, with with Aiden and I I think upon first impression you're looking at him you're like yeah this guy's going to be really good for our team. I mean, he was a good fit for the Suns, but when you look further into what he does, there's just so many times when I'm watching his game and I he's not rebounding the ball, he's out of place for the rebounds. He has horrible small hands where they'll pass him the ball and he has to like fumble it. He has to like catch it twice because he just can't he has the smallest hands in the league, I think. Yeah, when you see then, him dribble the ball, you always go, uh. Yeah. yeah, whenever he puts it on the floor, whenever he just holds it for longer than two seconds, it's usually knocked out of his hands. He can't hold on to it. You have to be ready as a center for people to be swatting at the ball. And that's the other thing, too. He's just, he's not ready. He doesn't have his ready hands up. His hands are always down at his sides. And when they pass on the ball, that's why he fumbles it partly, because he has to bring his hands real up real quick because he's not expecting the, the ball to be passed to him which I completely don't understand because, I don't know, there's just so many things with, you know, first impression, he looks really good, but then when you watch him play, you're just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, there's definitely some times <laughs> where I called that out, uh, where I no idea what he was doing, why why he wasn't being aggressive or why he wasn't, uh, yeah, when he would get a rebound, sometimes yeah. he'd just look like sort of that deer in headlights. Uh, right. What do I do? <laughs> Yeah, he Jump. has those really good games that stand out, but he's just not consistent at all. He, sometimes he's, like you said, deer in the headlights. He just doesn't have the lights on in his head, you know, like me sometimes. <laughs> but he's a professional basketball player. Some people think it's because he plays video games and he, he loves them, so he stays up too late, you know, to like three in the morning before a game. Oh, geez, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's he's he loves video games, He, but... uh. He needs to not announce that because <laughs> they blame his horrible gameplay on that. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Next, we have the villain. This is the person on the NBA that you just – you love him maybe when he's on your team. Otherwise, you just hate him. You hate going against these guys. You you hate the way that they play the game, uh, whether it be head games or just dirty physical, kind of like Robert Horry was always a little bit extra physical uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, he was the villain for sure in the in the early 2000s uh but this is the kind of guy that you just hate and i went with and i'm kind of regretting my choice now looking at it but <laughs> i went with Kyrie, and i went with Kyrie because he's okay. just he's just hard to play with you know it's almost like the the first impression where yeah he's got a great game but he's just a mental case uh he thinks the yeah. earth is flat <laughs> which Again, okay. How do you how do you have a conversation with somebody like that? Yeah. So I, I put him as the villain. You know, you've seen him. Boston fans hate him. Cleveland fans, yeah. Cleveland fans hate him. Coming soon, Brooklyn fans are gonna hate him. <laughs> he just burns bridges everywhere he goes. He doesn't seem like a nice guy. He just kind of seems like a doofus. I just mm-hmm. I can't imagine enjoying his company. Uh, which, you know, I thought about Draymond Green a lot for this as well because he kind of embraces that role. But yeah. I don't think Kyrie is striving for that role. So that's ultimately what tipped the scales in favor for Kyrie Irving for me. That's so I was surprised that you didn't pick Draymond Green. I thought you were going to pick him. You know, I yeah. <laughs> I sent you a list early. I, I actually put the wrong green down. But <laughs> yeah, that's who I picked. I, I had Pat Bev on my list or Draymond Green. I had a big list. But these are the two I narrowed it down to, and I'm going with Draymond Green because oh, are you absolutely? Okay. He's yeah, he's he is the villain of the league because they won the championship again, and 
he kicks people in the nuts and he gets all <laughs> physical. He'll he'll argue with the refs and doesn't get calls and he becomes that villain of the league. So Yeah, you put Gerald I, Green I, when you said it to me. I know. And I was like, I don't even know who that is, so he must be My bad. <laughs> <laughs> must be super horrible. Must be really bad, yeah. <laughs> My fault. But yeah, I meant to put Dr- Draymond Green. I don't know why I put Gerald. I I think I was just thinking of I don't know. I was just <laughs> thinking of your friend Gerald. <laughs> Thank you for saying Draymond before I said Gerald Green by accident, yeah. but whatever. I look like an idiot anyways. <laughs> okay, that's a great so, pick, yeah, Ronnie. I, 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 love, yeah. I love that. Like I said, he embraces it, though, so he doesn't mind being the villain. And that's mm-hmm. ultimately why I went with Kyrie is because Kyrie, I think in his mind, is not the villain. Uh, but Draymond yeah. 100% loves loves playing those games. You know, from, from, yeah. the, from, a, from a bachelorette perspective, he's – perfect for that role because he gets under other yeah. people's skin so much people are going to complain about him um and that's just it's just perfect yeah he's a villain that you want to keep on the show and you want to keep watching and exactly. see what happens you want to see you know? his crazy antics and i think that's the reason why he doesn't get technical fouls called especially when he already has yep. one because the nba is like whoa, exactly. whoa we don't want to kick this guy out because he's going to do something ridiculous and, and we're going to be talked about on tv he's gonna he's gonna smack chris yep. rock maybe um it's just yep. absolutely you never know what you're going to get you want him on the court for those reasons i absolutely i 100 percent agree with what you said there they keep him in there just for that reason just for ratings just for for talk about him yep he doesn't get technicals for that reason crazy Crazy, Rody. Yeah, I guess that that one. Would, you have a pretty short list of of villains at the NBA. Um, <laughs> that one that one was pretty obvious. So uh, your other pick was Patrick Beverly, who we talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah. where I had him as so a big over senior, him. but it's almost the same yeah. thing, right? He 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 plays the villain role to get fame, where mm-hmm. it's almost overly thought out and fake. Yeah, you know I. I didn't like him in a playoffs when he was playing against the Suns because he was he was being a pest with Chris Paul. But that last part where he, when he pushed Chris Paul in the back, that was just like instant like villain right there. I was yeah. just like, oh, I hate this guy. Because <laughs> we saw that with the Pelicans. Jose Alvarado really was a pest mm-hmm. to Chris Paul. But I think you, yeah. you have a little bit of a thing for Jose Alvarado. Yeah. No, I actually appreciate his game. Uh, he's Because he was such a good defender, because he was a, such a good pest, I respect his game. Yeah, so he's that's so the fast and he's so such a yeah. Where Pat Bev was that guy, but he became the true villain when he showed him in his back and you know became a. You either uh, it's just such a dumb move on his part, you know, so stupid. You either die the hero or you live. Yeah, long and enough then to become the villain. Yeah, then Pat Bev goes on ESPN and starts talking crap about Chris Paul and all this stuff, you know, the Suns, and I just I hate him. And then he gets traded the to the Utah Jazz. I was so Who would have saw that coming? <laughs> the NBA scriptwriters have really, really keep us guessing. Yep. All right. So the final category, um, we have an actual contestant. So from the show perspective, this person is actually looking for love and hoping to find their soulmate. Uh, from a mm-hmm. basketball perspective, this is someone that can win an NBA championship. Now, obviously, no one wins an NBA championship on their own anymore. But, man, this person is maybe the person that could do it. They are talented. They have just an absolutely great game, and they just seem like a genuinely good person. They're not a villain or or someone that you, know, you root for them, even if they're beating your team. You still root for them because they have a good story, or they're, they, they're someone you want to marry. They're someone, someone you, you want to be with your whole entire exactly. life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want them on your team all the time for every game. Every game, you want them to be the 
you know, the league score in your franchise history and retire with your yeah. team and see them at the gas station and be like, hey, it's that guy. <laughs> so yep. who did you pick, Ronnie? All right. I went with Ja Morant. He would be okay. the actual contestant. I've, I actually kind of went with like, I think he's going to be the MVP of the league next year. So I kind of see him as the person that you would always want on your team. He was a, he's amazing offensively. You cannot stop him. And uh, yeah, I think he's going to do some great things next year. He Plus recently, on Twitter. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, he was, you saw that someone posted on Twitter where he tipped the lady $100 and she kind of like $500. Broke down, you know? Was it? I think Maybe. So. I think it was just 100 but either way, it's a big tip. And she uh, it's a was big just tip for IHOP for ecstatic. sure. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. She didn't know exactly who he was, but then she kind of figured it out and she was just, ecstatic you know so yeah, it's really cool to see that you know, so. cool yeah so he's just a really good genuine genuinely good person and you can't stop him so yeah john morant on uh some of the, the highlights i have seen of of summer league he looks genuinely excited for some of the rookies that the grizzlies have and or, or some good. of the younger players there was a i forget what it was a, a shot where someone broke an ankle, hit a fadeaway jumper, and he just like ran up and down the side of the the court, like oh, like legitimately gotcha. excited to to be playing, yeah, uh, with that, which is great. That's so cool. I love it when these guys come and watch the summer league, um, and yeah. then to be legitimately excited for someone like that, you know, it's not top talent that he's going up against, but man, you can start to see that potential. Knowing that you made it so far in the West last last year, it just you just got to be waiting for the season to get started. You know, I saw LeBron James and Westbrook on the sidelines, but I didn't. They had nothing to be excited about. So they were just no, LeBron so was sitting there eating his snacks out of his Ziploc bag, which is kind of weird because he's a billionaire or whatever. So, <laughs> well, I imagine they're on pretty strict diets. Uh, they're not eating junk food, and I can't imagine yeah, that you're getting healthy snacks at a at an NBA stadium. Yeah. So I picked the the player that I recently watched their Disney Plus movie on, uh, and I went with Giannis. You know, Giannis comes from an absolutely dirt poor mm. family and wasn't sure that he would, you know, he didn't want to play basketball. He just sort of picked it up because it was something to do. He shared brother, yeah. he shared shoes with his brother when they played on the same team uh, yep. early in their in their youth career. And now he's just morphed into an absolute superstar. Uh, if he continues to play at this level, arguably one of the best players one of the best power forwards ever probably could make that argument now, but if he continues at this level, he's going to move up into the top 10 conversations. He is so yeah. dominant. And we talked about this on an earlier podcast where when he was drafted, you know, he was six ten ish, uh, 195 pounds and he's grown both in height and, and muscle. He's 245 pounds now, I think. And, you know, his nickname yeah. is the Greek freak. He is a freak on the basketball court. He can handle the ball beautifully, and he's just – he has it all. It's all put together, and, you know, he's very family-oriented. Uh, just – it seems like a genuinely nice guy. How could you not root for him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an excellent pick, too. I always see his his side things that he does, you know, or just in his interviews, you know, after the game. You know, he's, he's just having fun, and he's yeah. relaxed, and he's just – he's funny to watch, you know, and he's – yeah, I I think he's a really great guy too. You know, it's funny my my wife doesn't like him because what? he he always yeah he always gets the the calls from the refs. That's really why she doesn't feel like that's fair. You know, because every yeah. time he gets tapped, you know, he gets the call and she's just like that's stupid. They should call it 
the same for everyone, which I agree with, you know, but um, that's the only reason she doesn't like him. So I kind of have been showing her some clips of him and some good things that he does to try to get her on his good side, you know? There's a funny Yana story where he was sending money back home and he went to an ATM and withdrew some money uh, to Western Union or whatever to his family. Uh, I think he was a rookie. And then he went back to the ATM to get some money so he could take a taxi to the stadium for the, for a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't realize that ATM max withdrawal limits were a thing and couldn't withdraw oh. money. So he started jogging to the stadium <laughs> in Milwaukee wow. wearing just like a thin windbreaker. And uh, some nice. people going to the game saw him and they're like, hey, are you that rookie from Greece? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Do you need a ride? <laughs> so <laughs> they gave awesome. him a ride to the stadium, which I think is absolutely hilarious. So, uh, yeah, Giannis, Giannis was uh, new to America and figuring things out and uh, got a, a ride from some season ticket holders. That is so cool. Imagine having that story to tell. I would tell everybody. That's ridiculous. That's so cool. I wonder if they have any pictures of that or you no, know, just I read the, any proof of it. Yeah. I read the the story of it. They regret not taking a picture of it. Yeah. But uh, their son or son-in-law or something was a, a sports reporter. So they immediately told him the story. Okay. And I think Giannis confirmed it at some point in time. Sweet. But I, yeah. So they could maybe get together and like find who that was then. Maybe. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Have a have a dinner together. <laughs> yeah. Giannis that's, has won that's really sweet. MVP twice. I believe he's been on the all-defensive team many, many times. So, uh, And he's an NBA champion. So he certainly has it all, you would say. Yeah. No, he would definitely be a contestant to win the Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that we talked about when we were coming up with this was you wanted to to do it a little bit differently where we did sort of gave out quote-unquote fake roses to to some of these players. And I think... What we ended up deciding mm-hmm. is to do that on the next episode, but we were going to do it with people that <laughs> – basketball players that have da- – and we could do it with people too, I guess. Only you know they're going to lose in a basketball <laughs> context. Basketball players yeah. that have dated the Kardashians or Jenners, which is quite an impressive list uh, of, of <laughs> players. Uh, and we were going to kind of weed through that and determine who the 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 winner or the bachelor is um, – Based off of off of their hit list from the Kardashians slash Jenners. So is that, <laughs> yeah, so is that sort of what you rose, had in mind? Who doesn't? Yeah. Go ahead and explain it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'd like to do that. We, with so Because there's a huge list. So we could kind of do like create our own teams, you know, like pick the list or whatever. Or I don't know. We, we'll kind of figure it out. But basically, we just want to do an episode with the Kardashians and the Jenners, whoever they dated. And, you know, figure out who's the best and. Uh, maybe try to make sense of it all and figure out what happens to most of these players after they date them because I've heard that they start doing really bad after they, they date them. So yeah, that uh, we're going to do a lot of research on this and <laughs> see what's up. I don't want to do a lot of research on this, but I'll do You know some what sucks is that I got to, yeah, well, I got to type in the word Jenner and Kardashian, which I'd never do. So yeah. then it's going to suggest all this crap. Oh, on my, you know, open up an incognito feed, so. window, Ronnie. Don't do it. <laughs> Just saying it, my phone's listening and it's going to suggest, hey, do you want to watch, hey, you know, what's his name? up with the what's her names? Yeah. No. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's coming. That, that was sort of the the other Bachelor-esque sort of thing. So the reason we did this, like I said, is Bachelor just premiered Monday. And uh, I know my wife is watching the show and picking up her favorites and identifying who the villain is and who the hottie is and mm-hmm. who all of those different categories are. So that was fun. I uh, 
I, I liked your picks, Ruddy. Those are those are some solid picks. Yeah, yours too. Very good ones. Except for Pat Bev. <laughs> but I agree with it still. <laughs> we we need to stop picking him. We just need to stop giving him attention we for do. the crap that he did. For fools. But he's such a good villain. He is. He plays it perfectly. And it, it, it's exactly what he's doing. So here we are. Yep. We're talking about it again. Son of a... Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, thanks for listening. Remember, if you want to connect with the show, please give us, a, please reach out to us. We have multiple ways you can contact us. Uh, we have the JNR Basketball Fan Line. You can call, leave a voicemail with your opinion. We'll play it here on the podcast, uh, or send a text uh, of what you want to talk about or what you want to hear about, and we'll we'll try to incorporate that as well. The number for that is six zero two nine three five eight three six eight. We're also on Twitter, JNR underscore b-ball underscore john jnr underscore b-ball underscore ron both of these are in the podcast description so give those a click give those a click if you are listening to us on apple or google please subscribe and uh thanks for listening guys we'll, we'll catch you next time yep thanks guys